Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. David is going to produce the broadcast today. Got a good show planned for you today. Uh, Brent Zorneman, who covers Texas A&M for the Houston Chronicle, will join us. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, will be here. Pro Football Hall of Famer Alan Fanica will be here. And at the beginning of the show today, we're going to talk to ESPN's Seth Greenberg uh, as the college basketball season is just around the corner. Of course, uh, the Gator women last night beating St. Leo in an exhibition. The men having their scrimmage the other night and now uh you've got a situation where they open up on monday so let's bring coach in and uh, we'll start talking a little hoops seth it's good to talk to you again can't believe it's basketball season here already uh from the fifty thousand foot view here seth who do you see is it the usual suspects as far as you know who could do well here in the college basketball season yeah, I mean, look, North Carolina, we, they return four starters, get Pete Nance, uh, have had a really good recruiting class with Jalen Washington, Seth Trimble. I think Puff Johnson and uh, Demontre Styles will be better. So, I mean, yeah, obviously North Carolina should be good. Duke's got ten really good players. Well, the mix under a new coach, who knows? Villanova, a new coach. If Cam Whitmore gets healthy, they'll be good. Kentucky, the SEC has seven teams that I think can make runs in the NCAA tournament. Uh so, look, college basketball, you know, do the rich get richer? Let's put it this way. The rich have the ability to maintain with name, image, likeness, collectives, and everything else uh, and remain relevant. So it's harder for someone to emerge. Will there be a team that emerges? Possibly. Could it be San Diego State? Maybe. I don't know. Could it be Creighton, uh, who get, got maybe one of the most uh, recruited uh, transfers of Baylor Shineman with a returning group of, you know, four starters? Maybe. So, College basketball is in a good place. The great thing about name, image, and likeness is all those bigs came back. A lot of players came back. The negative is that name, image, and likeness has turned into collectives, which basically has turned into pay for play. I was going to ask you about that, Seth, because, I mean, look, there's some, there's some people who are making pretty good money here. Will, could, that, could that down the road help a person who might turn pro stay in college? Yeah, I, there's no doubt about it. Now, look, I mean, you talk about the bigs. If you think about the bigs, whether it's Oscar Shebway, whether it's you know, Hunter Dickinson, whether it's Trace Jackson Davis, whether it's Drew Timmy, all those guys, uh, if it wasn't for name, image, and likeness, might have put their name into the draft and stayed, even though they were second-round draft choices or two-way guys or late first-round guys. But because of name, image, and likeness, and those guys actually probably are making legitimate name, image, and likeness, Oscar Shebway can sell anything. Uh, in the state of Kentucky. Uh, you, know, you think about Trace Jackson Davis in the state of Indiana. You think about Drew Timmy in uh, Washington, Spokane area. That, those guys are making real name, image, and likeness. So, yeah, I think that name, image, and likeness has the ability uh, to make have guys come back and try to improve their stock. Now, would you rather be a second-round draft choice uh, uh, and make you know, or a two-way contract or – be like those bigs who are making millions of dollars. Yeah. Millions of dollars. Like Oscar Sheway could come back next year. <laughs> True. Good. Uh, is the Big 12 
the best conference? I think the SEC might be the best conference this year. Wow. Uh, you know, just if you look at the top of the SEC, I mean, there are seven teams that I think no doubt are going to make the NCAA tournament. Who knows who's going to emerge after that? But, uh, look, the Big 12, if you think about, you know, three years ago it was Texas Tech in the, in, you know, in, in the finals. You had Baylor win the national championship. You had Kansas win the national championship. So now, like, the whole thing, well, the Big 12 is just Kansas, and, you know, they win it every year. Well, no, they don't win it every year. You've had Texas Tech. You've had, you've had Baylor emerge. Uh, those conferences have done a really good job using the portal of basically rebuilding their, 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 their rosters, and the Big 12 is very good. Uh, but I would say that the SEC, let me ask you this. Kentucky, despite what happened at the end of the season, they got national player of the year back. Look, it was undeniable. Tennessee, you saw what happened in the exhibition game against Gonzaga. Julian Phillips adds to them. They've got terrific backcourt. They're a mature team. They've got size. They defend. They're physical. I mean, they're going to be at at, at a very high level. Alabama and Auburn are going nowhere. Alabama, Brandon Miller, I got a chance to watch them practice. Uh, they've got depth. Bidiaco's back. Javon Quinterly looks like he's healthy. Auburn has their backcourt back. They're still athletic and long system of play. Arkansas had maybe the best recruiting class in the SEC mm-hmm. with, you know, Jordan Turner and Nick Smith and, and Anthony Black. Uh, you talk about Florida when Colin Castleton comes back. Kawasi Reeves played great at the end of the season. You know, they went to the transfer portal. They got, you know, Fudge and Lofton and, and, and good players. Texas A&M, their style of play. Uh, they've got a number of guys back. They're hard to play against. They're hard to prepare for. I mean, you're talking about seven teams, seven teams that, you know, could catch lightning in a bottle and make runs in the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, like the SEC, and I've been saying this all along, the SEC in basketball, right now where it stands, all right, is in a very similar place to the SEC is in football. Wow. And that's that's a bold statement. That is. That is some things that are helping. Look at about the way they've recruited the SEC across the board. They dominated the transfer portal, and they have obviously done a terrific job recruiting high schools. Great investments in facilities, great investments in coaches. Uh, you know, you got to win in this league. Now, look, they've got six new coaches or five plus Coach White, uh, and that, there's a, another example. Like you know, expectation at all these institutions is at a very very high level, but. Uh, the SEC is as good as any, uh, you know, and probably at, at a level where at years past we've looked at the ACC. Yeah, yeah. Seth Greenberg, our guest. The ACC has got depth as well. I mean, ACC, you know, you got Duke and Carolina. Miami is going to be very good. They did a good job in the transfer portal. Virginia, Virginia Tech are going to be very good. Uh, they they help themselves in the portal and in, in recruiting. So college basketball is in a good place this year. No doubt. Um Gonzaga to the Big 12, do you think that happens? <clears throat> no, don't think it happens. I don't, I don't think it happens. I, you know, I think it's, it sounds good. and you know, I, The Pac-12 made a huge blunder by not getting Gonzaga earlier. I always liked Gonzaga to the Big East and, and having like a, a Midwestern-Western swing and splitting into two divisions. My new idea is the ACC should combine with the Big East, and I know it's not a football thing. You get football in the – you get football on the, uh, uh, Connecticut on the football side. Go get West Virginia. Put them on the football side. You have those Big East schools. You have the New York market, obviously, with Connecticut. You've got the Philadelphia market with Villanova. 
You've got the Washington market with with Washington with Georgetown, and then you've got some Midwestern exposure, and you play two divisions with two crossover games, get some natural rivalries. I'm not sure. Everyone tells me that doesn't make any sense because football is not as prevalent. But when people tell me that Gonzaga could go to the Big 12, what's that <laughs> yeah. decision for? Yeah. yeah. For basketball. Yeah. Uh, two last things. Uh, there's some talk about the NCAA tournament expanding to more teams. Would you be in favor of that? Well, I think they would expand to more teams because I think the uh, one-bid leagues would end up with, in essence, a, uh enlarged play-in game. So instead of the 30-plus automatic bids that the one-bid leagues in, I guess it's about 24 of them, uh, they would have a – that would turn into 12 bids. Because you'd have 24, they play against each other. Winner of that game would then get into the main bracket, which then would allow the people that are those power fives that are going to end up being five, maybe four or five conferences. All right. Well, if you're going to have a 20-league conference, like the SEC could be a 20-league conference, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Big 12 could be a 20-league conference. The Big 10 could be a 20-league conference. I that 20-league conferences play 24-game non-conference schedules. So the whole thing, well, who would they play in their non-conference? Insignificant, right? Yeah. And if you're going to have 20 team conferences, you can't say, "Well, we're going to, you know, the six best teams," because, you know, what's the sense of being a 20 team conference if only six teams go to the NCAA tournament? True. So True. I think you could expand you could expand the tournament by doing this, by having, uh, the, you know, the first four, or, you know, or the play, I call them the playing games. I know the NCAA doesn't call them the playing games, but you know, it's just easier to say that. Uh-huh. You have 12 of those. That's 24 teams. You only get 12 winners, which now opens up spots, obviously, for more Power Five conferences or Power Six or however you want to call it. Uh, because let's face it, it comes down to money. Plain and simple, it comes down to money. They, you know, these teams are are drawing these huge television contracts, and that's a way to expand the tournament. So, uh, I can see that happening. If you go to mega conferences, I think you have to make that happen. Okay. Seth, always appreciate you being here and look forward to having you on as the season goes along. College basketball is here. Thank you for your time. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, man. You got it, Coach. Thank you. Seth Greenberg, ESPN, talking hoops. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you don't have a health... Good morning, I'm Kyle Curtis. Game 5 of the World Series is tonight. The Astros were able to tie the series at 2 apiece last night after a combined no-hitter. Coverage will start right here at 7 with the first pitch at 8.03. Third-year Gator defensive back Kamar Wilcoxon announced earlier this morning his decision to enter the transfer portal. He now joins long snapper Marco Ortiz and edge rusher Brenton Cox Jr. as players who are no longer a part of the team. Florida women's tennis is back in action today for the ITA National Fall Championships in San Diego, California. The Orlando Magic also take the court again tonight when they host the defending champion Gold State Warriors. That is your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kyle Curtis. You can still get quality health insurance through the federal marketplace. Not sure where to begin? A navigator can help you cut through the clutter. There's no obligation, and getting help is always free. Open enrollment ends on January 15th, so don't wait. It's easy. From your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say the keyword navigator. 
you'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from iHeartMedia. That's pound 250 Navigator. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF alumni and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgate sponsored by GEICO. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall, directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk, live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and beverages from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Been telling you for a long time now about Southeast Car Agency here in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins family has owned, operated, and run that business for 40-plus successful years. Think of that. A long time. Been doing the same thing. You have the best alternative to purchasing a new vehicle right here. The best and late model, low-mileage vehicles. I say this a lot. Drive around town. When you're at a stoplight, I want to take a look around. You're gonna, you're liable to see a bunch of cars with Southeast Cardency tags, like mine, because they've sold thousands of them. And remember, their sales staff never pushy. Always will work with you. Test drive the vehicles when you go see them in person, or check them out online at secars.com. When you go see them, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. 
Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Trace Leche's pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. For those who listen to the show on a regular basis, uh, one of the things I love to do is to interview people, uh, and I really enjoy interviewing athletes who, uh, even though they're great on their field or whatever their sport is, they've either gone through some things or are doing something later on in life. Pro Football Hall of Famer Alan Fanica fits that. I did not know this about him because uh, he's in the Hall of Fame, inducted in 2021. But he's battled epilepsy uh, since he was very young, and he's going to join us now to talk about this. Alan, welcome. Thank you for doing this. Pleasure to talk to you. Um, when did this first occur with you growing up? Yeah, so my first seizure was Christmas Eve, my freshman year of high school. Uh, I was out, on, uh, out at my great-grandparents' farm Christmas Eve and had one in the middle of the night, uh, didn't know what it was, really just uh, was running around the house crying and upset and just really didn't know what was going on. And I, because you were, I think, 14, 15, whatever you were, when was it finally diagnosed? Well, you know, shortly thereafter, the holidays, you know, we started uh, getting the doctor's visits in and doing all the tests uh, and figuring things out. Uh, it was, uh, you know, a couple weeks after that, I was diagnosed and you know, started going down that road of, of finding the right treatment uh, and figuring things out, which, which took some time, uh, several, several months, uh, um, to, to kind of figure out what was the best path for me and how to keep moving forward. Was it hard to play football? Because, I mean, if so, I would think in the back of your mind, you know, am I going to have a seizure? But I guess you, it, it was controlled after a while. Is that right? Uh, after a while, after a while, it was, uh, is controlled. Um, you know, really initially at first, uh, you know, this is back in, uh, 91. The internet's not at our fingertips. Uh, <laughs> right. so many questions. Uh, so, you know, we had that visit with our doctor. And once we got past all the, you know, basic life questions of how this is going to impact my life, uh, you know, then you start asking questions about football and sports and, uh, you know, can I do this and do that? Um, so, uh, you know, there was a period of time where it was like, how is this really going to affect me? Uh, and still going through the process of uh, uh, finding uh, the right medication that worked for me, uh, you know, you're still wondering, you know, it, are we going to be able to stop this? Can, uh, can we improve here or there? You know, there's definitely uh, doubt and, uh, you know, requires some perseverance uh, by myself and, and my, my support group. My, my support group, my family and my doctors were just amazing in the process. Tell me about the Steps Towards Zero movement. 
So Steps Towards Zero is a movement that was launched by SK Life Science, and, and our goal is to educate, inspire, and activate the epilepsy community. Um, we're trying to, to get the community to reimagine their goals and have candid conversations about uh, the optimal treatment plan with their doctors. So many people that have epilepsy go for so long uh, not revisiting uh, their health care with the doctors and finding an a epilepsy specialist. Um, the, you know, your body changes, medicine changes, things go on, and it just things kind of become your normal uh, when there might be a, a better possibility out there for you. So uh, striving for zero uh, is always the optimal plan uh, when you have epilepsy, always striving to, to better yourself. Uh, you know, and through the movement, we're trying to uh, uh, remove the stigma, right, trying to get out here and talk about it and uh, uh, let people know that, uh, you know, one in 26 people in the United States have epilepsy or will have epilepsy at some point in their lifetime. So even if you think you don't know you have somebody, you know somebody with epilepsy, you probably do. Um, and the other thing being the stigma, uh, you know, Hollywood sells a lot of movie tickets and they sell you the scary version of what epilepsy is, but it's not all about that. Uh, there is more to it. And, uh, you know, I always like to say that epilepsy is part of me. It's not who I am and uh, try and spread that word and empower people to feel the same way. Is this hereditary at all, Alan? Uh, for me, no. For me, no. Uh, it was not. It comes from, uh, uh, you know, being a silly kid uh, when I was a young boy and, uh, uh, you know, having an accident is what they were able to uh, tell me when I had mine. But it was from years and years earlier. I was probably like seven or eight years old. Wow. And you're coaching now. I am coaching. I'm uh, coaching a head coach at a uh, high school here in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And uh, we are 7-2. and two Good. And uh, heading into the playoff. That's really good. i, I got to ask this because I, I often wonder if I were an athlete that was as good as you were, sometimes, you know, we've seen athletes retire too late. Was it easy? Was it an easy decision for you to retire when you did? It was so complicated. Um, I could have played more. They wanted me to play more out in Arizona. Um, I was contemplating it. It took longer for me to decide that I could walk away than it did for me to decide to retire, if that makes any sense. <laughs> like, just to stop stop playing football from, from doing something I had done since fourth grade, uh, just to say that I could walk away it took more for me to wrap my head around than actually uh, deciding to retire. And then last question, when did you want to uh, decide to get into coaching? Is that something you felt you wanted to do when you retired? It wasn't. You know, you always see the, the, the coaches uh, working the long hours in the NFL and stuff and say, no way. You know, and then you get away from the game and you want to kind of get back and get involved. And I'd coached uh, at a high school uh, some years back uh, at another place we lived up near D.C. And uh, got down here and got asked to uh, come out and help. So I kind of did, and it just kind of snowballed. And uh, so I've been the head coach. This is my second year. Um, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun to be around the game. And, uh, you know, there's no other, uh, no other way to do it. So uh, I really enjoy it. It's fun being around the kids. Uh, sharing some knowledge, uh, seeing them on their journeys, uh, and helping them along. It's, it's just uh, really exciting. 
to end here, Alan, I'll let you once again, where, where can people find out more information uh, about epilepsy? So if you go to stepstowardszero.com, you will uh, find all the information you need. You'll, you'll find steps on how to talk to your doctor, how to restart that conversation. You'll be able to have a conversation and join in a conversation with uh, other people with epilepsy. Uh, there's a discussion guide there to help you prepare for everything uh, and really just empower the community. That's what the whole website is about, is to empower the community. So if you go to stepstowardszero.com, uh, you'll be able to find out all that information. And if you go to your uh, social media, any of your social media, and you hashtag steps towards zero and share what your goal of being zero seizure free means to you, uh, SK Life Science is going to donate a dollar to the Epilepsy Foundation. So I encourage everybody to go out there, share their story, uh, join the community, uh, and know you're not alone. Great stuff. Uh, and again, uh, a pro for 13 years, 2021 inductee to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and now high school football coach, Alan Fanica. Alan, thank you very much for doing this. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Alan Fanica, he was a really good player ladies and gentlemen, and he could have played longer. He was a stud as an offensive lineman. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines for you. Uh, and then uh, in a couple of minutes here, Sean Kelly is going to join us. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Well, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, board certified. Meet Dr. John Herzog, who's certainly done his share of knee and hip replacements. But these days, he's encouraging his patients to look at regenerative medicine options, now available at QC Kinetics. I'm kind of the anti-surgeon right now, and a lot of my buddies, if they hear me talking, they're going to give me a call. <laughs> Dr. Herzog says advances in regenerative medicine can give your achy joints lasting relief, using highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to repair and restore damaged tissue. We take the fluid out of you. We concentrate it and put it in an area where they couldn't normally get to and facilitate healing. Are you suffering from constant pain due to arthritis or injury? Maybe it's time to look at alternatives to drugs and surgery at QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in these exciting treatments. What could be more natural than using your own body to heal yourself? Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. 
The biggest and final storewide sale of the year is this weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings storewide. Get the lowest price plus 36 months zero interest finance. And it's like double the selection with all the industry's top designers here with their entire collections. Everything's on sale. It's a three-day, $60 million event. Lowest prices before the holidays, including over a 1,000 new diamonds purchased just for this event. You can't miss it this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. Only at IDC at Celebration Point on approved credit. Okito America's new location is now open, and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, November 10th from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America, where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. Want to make a big impact this election? Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for accountability. Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for true representation for all of Alachua County. This is the first time in 40 years that we have an opportunity to fix our local government and finally have a say in who represents us. Don't let this opportunity for fair elections pass us by. Let's come together and stand up for Alachua County. Vote yes on single-member districts on November 8th. Pay political advertisement paid for by Leading for Our Future. 115 East Park Avenue, Suite 1, Tallahassee, Florida, 32301. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A mix of clouds and sun for us today. It'll turn breezy. We'll have wind gusts up to 15 miles an hour possible, especially closer to the first coast. Temperatures starting out in the lower 80s around dinner time. Then overnight tonight, they'll cool off into the upper 50s. Tomorrow afternoon, lots of sunshine staying breezy still with highs in the low 80s. We warm up to the mid 80s over the weekend. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. I'm the only dude in the history of the National Football League that ever wrote a book. It still lives on. The title of the book still lives on. It, you know what? It, That's true. People I'm use the, the reference most, yeah. all the time. One of the most famous it, football books ever written in terms of the title. Like Shaq said, they should just give him the damn ball just like Keyshawn. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From pylon to pylon, oh, we are your home for all things football. 63-yard touchdown, and the ballgame is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Welcome back. It's also our pleasure to bring in the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. If you have questions, comments for him, email us, srussell at wruf.com, or call us, 392-8255 already, Sean, uh, from Stephen. Besides announcing, you also do a great job interviewing. If you could have a TV interview show like Bob Costas has, who would be a couple of dream guests wow. for you? That's a good question. <clears throat> it is a good question. Not one I expected today. Hi, everybody. Um, <laughs> well, I do like long-form interviews. I do, too. Um, and I've gotten better at it over the years. Long-form interview, who would I want to visit with? Wow, that's an interesting one. You want a little time to percolate Yeah, that? let me think about that for a few minutes. Okay. Then let's talk, uh, let's kind of look at last week a little bit, look ahead to A&M. Isn't it funny how one week 
they have no offense. They play a freshman quarterback, and he throws four touchdown passes. Yes. Look at who they played, too. Yes. Okay. So Yes. And look, that's no slight to Ole Miss because they're very good. Yep. But Just, that's the kind of defense that, you know, you can wind up are. and yep. attempt to throw the ball 44 times. Yes. Uh, you know, look, I think the kid's poised. Um, I, You know, it's interesting. It's been forever since A&M, a program like that. They've had three different starting quarterbacks this season. I mean, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. And, and, and this kid, Wigman, didn't even play the first, what game is this now? This is game going to be nine, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He didn't play in the first six. Came off the bench in seven, started eight. Yeah. So you know, true freshman, six foot two, can sling it. Um, obviously, I think makes good decisions. Um, we'll see how it plays out. It's just amazing though when you look at the Haynes King spiral down the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, and look, A&M's got. More problems than just a third starting quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but nothing goes well for a team when you've got that kind of a circus or a turnstile going at your quarterback position. In this game, I, I, I guess if you're A&M in Florida, you know you heard the talk this week from some of the players, even Billy. Important to make a bowl game. You know, getting more pra- from a coach's standpoint, getting more practices in. Uh, that's a lot of the motivation for both teams at this point, wouldn't it be? Yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes it's easy. Like, you know, Shane Tate and I, this has already started this morning, we'll, we'll come up with storylines, you know, for our Open and what we think will be good storylines for the game. Look, number one, these are two desperate teams right now. A&M maybe more so than Florida just because of the longer losing streak. But it's a pivot moment. We talked about this back in late September, early October. It's another pivot moment for both. So, uh, you have two desperate teams. And so while maybe nationally this game isn't real sexy right now, if you're an Aggie or a Gator, it's very sexy in that, again, both teams are going to play with desperation on Saturday in that early start. Look back to last week, what would you see? A disparity in talent across the board. Um, I saw a team that's already shown us this a little bit this year, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting throttled by the number one team in the country. I had no idea how Florida would come out of the locker room. The third quarter was impressive. Um, I like the way this team keeps swinging, even though maybe they're outgunned in some way, uh, which they certainly were against Georgia. Uh, so I like that. And um, there's also the same things that keep coming up. But So at this point, you know, the body of work tells you this is who Florida is. Some of this is hard to gauge, though, against the competition Florida's faced. Here's the number. I was going to give this to you right when I walked in the door. Okay. All right. First five opponents in the SEC for Florida this year combined 31-9 and nine overall, 17-7 and seven in conference play. Your next three SEC opponents, including this weekend, are 11-13 and 13 overall, 3-13 and 13 in conference play. So I think that part of my job here early in my tenure as voice of the Gators is to sometimes keep some of us from literally jumping off the edge of the cliff that if I can provide even just a modicum of perspective before I complete, that before I myself become just a complete insane orange and blue, nothing else matters, you know, yeah. just a little a little sliver of perspective, I offer that. So, uh, as I mentioned yesterday to a group that I spoke to, um, raise your hand if you're good with four and four right now. No hands raised. I think that's fair. Same here. I do too. But I thought, eh. Four and four, five and three might be where you are right now. Then I said, look, I believe this. The next four games are all winnable games 
for the Gators. Let's say you run the table the rest of the way. Again, they're all kind of winnable games, more yeah. so than what you faced. Now, raise your hand if you're good with 8-4 and four in Billy Napier's first season. And a bunch of hands went up. Yeah, That's where it could end up at this moment. It's hard to get away from the week, the moment right in front of you. But that's, you know, you, it's all right there in front of Florida for the taking. An eight-win season, easy bowl qualification, momentum into the offseason. All right, got questions, comments yep. for Sean? 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. You know, watching Georgia, and this is where talent comes in, they don't do anything that is that wow. In other words, formationally or they're just, they have talent. They don't have to. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They have talent. They line up and beat you. We're better than you. Yes. And we're going to do, I don't want to say vanilla, that, that, because, I mean, what they do with their tight ends is pretty good. But it isn't like they're exotic offensively or they try to fool you with a bunch of formations. They're just, we're going we're gonna to line up and beat you. Yeah, but I also think, though, that they have a quarterback that has put them in a position to show you a lot of different looks in that, you know, it's seemingly these days, when was the last time you saw a quarterback get under center other than fourth and short. Stetson Bennett gets under center on a lot of different formations. They show you a real pro-style look on a lot of occasions. So they are able to offer you that because of Bennett's comfort in that situation. That, that I think, is maybe uniquely theirs. Uh, but then again, it's, it's, it's the talent and what they've committed to do. They, they know who they are, um, and sometimes they have some warts. Uh, but that, when you have talent like that and an established system in place, they they do what they do. Yeah, I couldn't wait to ask yeah. you this. Your thoughts on the first playoff poll? Hmm. I guess I wasn't surprised that Tennessee has won. I think you and I have been talking about that since we saw them in person. Yep. Uh, and I told you way back when I think Henry Hooker could win the Heisman Trophy. Lo and behold, I think he's the he's favorite. The, he's the betting favorite. Right. Yep. LSU at ten is a surprise. Um, I find that, frankly, premature. Um, but sometimes don't forget the committee, whether they want to say it or not kind of sets things up a little bit. Always look on the edges because they're almost like, okay, we're going to put this team here, but if they slip, opportunity for another team, now now that makes more sense. It's hard on that first offering we get from the committee. And then, of course, we have quote-unquote elimination games coming up starting this weekend, of course. It's funny when, when uh, it's analyzed and it is scrutinized and whatever eyes that there are left in that. Yeah. Well, this team's in trouble, and this team, it shakes out. It shakes out. I mean, Michigan's going to play Ohio State. You know, now, TCU, I don't know who they have left, but I think the SEC, do you think the SEC will get two teams in? Yes. I do, too. At the moment, yes. I, I think so, too. And not three. This talk no. of three is insane. No. Big Ten's going to have a team. I think Pac-12 might get somebody in now. We'll see. That that's was, the hardest thing to read is what is going on out west yeah, right now. That was my next yeah. thing. If, if, if you're a Pac-12 fan and you began the season and Utah lost at Florida, yeah. you're thinking, eh, he's pretty good this year. They're fine. They're not what no, people not maybe made. Yeah, they no. didn't, not what they thought they might be. USC and UCLA are better than what people thought. Yep. And then Oregon, who got smoked in that first game by Georgia, everybody kind of like, oh, I guess there, there goes that. Well, I don't know about that. I wouldn't mind seeing Oregon against some of the big boys all over again here at this point. Me so, too. Yeah. Can you stay one more segment? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, 1242, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. 
Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nathaniel Wilson. Gator Soccer is playing its final game of the season tonight against Texas A&M. and take action before a bad contractor takes advantage of you. Hurricane and storm recovery can be emotionally and financially challenging without having to worry about being scammed by contractors. Find out how to protect yourself from fraud and scams by reviewing AARP Florida's important disaster recovery advice. From vetting contractors to understanding assignment of benefits, we've got you covered. Visit aarp.org slash fldisasterhelp. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Got a question. When's the last time you had their chicken burger? This isn't just a chicken breast slapped between a bun. It's a 100% all-natural Joyce Farms ground chicken patty infused with herbs and spices, then grilled to perfection. Add pickles, onion, tomato, and mayo. Talk about satisfying. Add a great salad and pair it with their new pumpkin spice shake made with real pumpkin puree. You've got yourself one fabulous meal. That's Dick Mondell's open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Gainesville. At Radiant Credit Union, we can't read minds, but we're pretty sure you'd like to save some money. Radiant gives our members a few ways to save a little every day. For starters, Radiant members who use their Visa debit card for signature purchases earn a nickel back on each transaction. And with our Even Up Savings account, they also earn an amazing rate on their spare change from every purchase. Find out all the ways Radiant Credit Union helps you earn and save at RadiantCU.org slash earnmore. Federally insured by NCUA. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. The World Series continues on ESPN Radio. The Astros respond and tie the Phillies up at two games each. 
The Astros even up the World Series and four of their pitchers no hit the Phillies now. We head to one final game in Philadelphia. Coverage starts tonight at 7 right here on WRUF. We're proud to be your home for Gators basketball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Welcome back. And right on cue, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, is here. Sean, a couple of emails for you. Greg says, uh, top of his head, have you ever done a broadcasting gig for a team with a better record but still the underdog? Florida's a three-point dog in the game as of today. Yeah, I have. Uh, I, look, remember, home field, most cases, gets you three. They're home. And a, and a really good home field advantage, typically, for Texas A&M. So I think I, I look at the spread here as a pick em. Uh Good lead into basketball, as uh, Lucas says. Have they told you who your basketball broadcast partner will be? Can't wait to hear your call. Uh, I think you've done a great job. Yeah, Lee Humphrey, and I appreciate the kind words. Lee Humphrey back this season. Uh, I'm told he can shoot, uh, which is good. No, yeah, he, he can really he could shoot. shoot. I'm yes. looking forward to Monday. The opener is, is finally here. Well, since we segued yeah. to that a little bit, um, very similar to football, isn't it? You have a new coach with a new system and some new kids. They're picked to finish seventh in the SEC. He's a big analytics guy. Yeah. So it'll kind of be fun to see how this transpires over the course of the year. Yeah, I agree. Um Look, I, preseason polls are, I don't know, they're like a coaster for me. Just set my drink on it and we'll check it later. <laughs> um, I think they're going to be better than people think, and I think I'm able to say that because I think that most people don't know perhaps what we do that are watching them most every day. You know, Chris Harry's there every day. I'm bouncing back and forth between football and basketball. Look, th- here's a couple of things just, just of note to start. Uh, Castleton's back. We know what he is. And I think he's going to be even better based on watching old film of him. I'm really dating myself using that terminology. Um, And then seeing what he's been doing here to start the season in camp. You actually have a legit point guard this year. This young man named Kyle Lofton is, is, you know, a guy who's played well over 100 games. I mean, he never misses time. Um, So he comes here. He's actually a true point guard. I think they're long and athletic. And if they can shoot even a little bit better, I'd like it a lot better, but then last year's team, especially from three, yeah, I think they're, they're a good team. They're, their problem right now is they're starting all this in, a, in an SEC conference, which is no, no longer a layup, pardon the pun, uh, with regard to college basketball. There's some real good programs right now, uh, and so none of it comes easy. But I think that uh, you know, health-wise and everything else, if Will Richards a guy who can knock down some shots, Fudge the transfer from LSU. What's he look like? Uh, Reeves, in in this sense, I think that he's he's now tried to figure out that his role as an energy guy, an attacker of the basket, and he has to have a presence on the boards. All those things help. I, I think they're deeper at key spots than they were a year ago. Um, and again, new, like you said, new system. You know, sometimes we label a guy as an analytics guy. It's still basketball. Uh, it's still the principles of the game that all moves you know, in, um, in very quick fashion. 
uh, the analytics come into two things. One, evaluating where and how your team is playing. Uh, and then two, sometimes in key decisions down the stretch. Do we foul here? Do we not foul here? Who do we foul? You know, are we going two for one here going toward the break? Uh, all those things. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think that this is some mad scientist that we're dealing with. Uh, I, you know, it's still hoops. And, and, uh, and, and look, um, I, the guy has gotten it done. Uh, with less resources, much like we talked about with Napier. We'll see. I, I don't think it's bumpy here, um, but I don't think they're out to win a conference championship just yet. No. And, yeah. and it's very, the to your point, the parallels you make between uh, where Napier was vis-a-vis mm-hmm. -vis the league, yep. where Golden is vis-a-vis -vis the league. Sure. There's a lot of teams you got to climb over. I mean, the, the SEC in basketball, I just had Seth Greenberg on, he thinks the SEC is the best conference in the country. Yeah, uh, somebody said, oh, you think they're ACC good? I said, maybe better than ACC good. Uh, Seth's right on. I like Seth a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's depth. It's not, it's not Kentucky and everybody else like it was for so long. Uh-uh. I mean, other than Rick Barnes not ever being able to get it done tournament time, that, that dude puts teams out there. Yeah. Um, you know, Arkansas – they're they're a player away. Maybe the best recruiting class yeah, from um, last year. Yeah, you know LSU's got new leadership over there. I mean, George, who who is Georgia at this point? I'm yeah. not so sure they Alabama's have enough ta good. talent. Yeah, but you know, this isn't your 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 dad's or even your older brother's <laughs> SEC in basketball right now. A couple of emails. Uh, Daryl says, "How many trips have you made to Texas A&M and Kyle Field?" Uh, let's see, probably three over the years. Been a while though since I've been back. Uh, it, that place is loud, loud, and and when, it, when it's right, it's one of those few press boxes in America that when you're up there and that stadium's rolling, the, feel the press box actually moves. Feel it, yes. Yep. Tony says, uh, "Ask Sean if it'll be high skies Saturday in College Station." The high skies. Well, I, yeah. I mean, we're going to talk baseball, I guess, with high <laughs> skies. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting place to play in that. I think in probably two of the three visits there, it's been kind of configured differently because of the different add-ons that they've had. I mean, now they're now they're mega huge. Both both end zones closed in. You don't get the the wind whipping off the flat. You know, in the greater College Station Bryan Metroplex, there was some wide open spaces, uh, and the wind would get in there and kind of wreak havoc a little bit. This is a little more closed in now. Um, high skies and College Station, sure. And always loved. Going to A&M to baseball because of Bluebell Park and the ice cream. Yeah, well, that's outstanding. I mean, yeah, isn't it? The new park is good. It, 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 it's far better than what they used to play in there. Let's get uh, Troy with us. Hi, Troy. Hey, guys. Yeah, I want to know, what does our coach have against trick plays? I'm a big trick play guy. And whenever you're losing for whatever reason or offense and you go into game plan, it's not working or a defense isn't working, you just need a spark. We just don't call any trick plays. I like to see that trick play where the quarterback rolls out and running back throws it to Anthony Richardson down the sideline or just something to spark our offense. Yeah. And we just don't do any trick plays. Well, it, look, two things here. One, I don't – Billy Napier just does not strike me as a gimmicky kind of guy. That's probably part of it. And then sometimes, you know, I, I just – I would love to see the math on this. I, I, I probably know where to find it. I'm going to try and find the success rate on plays like that. I just don't find it to be – very high. Um, I think as exotic as we've seen right now from Florida is what, uh, whether it be a jet sweep or be, we have had an end around this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at some point that if if what you're looking for 
Um, you may have to settle on if we see some kind of a, a flea flicker in the backfield type play. Uh, an exchange a little more high percentage as far as uh, not getting it turned over and then giving yourself a chance. I, you know, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Richardson's lining up outside, uh, or you know, like we saw Trent and Winnemore, what was that two years ago against Tennessee, uh, throw a pass like that. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, it's still on the table a month ago, but uh, I'm, you know, I, I don't know if I agree with you or disagree. I just just commenting on what you what you said, Troy. When people ask me that, I, I ask yeah. the same question that Sean does. Okay, can you? What's the last trick play you saw? Yeah. Uh, Florida? No, no, no. Anybody? Yeah. Well, you really don't see a whole lot. Right. And the and and generally, what I've learned with these football coaches, if it doesn't work. They don't do it. So if we haven't seen it a whole lot, they must think it doesn't work as well as it should. I'm just saying, when Spurry was here and Urban Meyer was here, even if we were up or down, they'd have trick plays. It's called. It was just part of their offense. It's keep the defense off balance. Something them to look at all week. The next guy we're playing, they're going to have to worry about the trick plays. So they got to spend all their time trying to stop that, trying to stop our run. You know. Yep. The play. The um, play if you is. Got nothing to lose. If you're losing, if I got to try, if I'm a coach, if I got five trick plays, I'm gonna call all of them. You stop me. You stop me. Yeah. But, yeah, but the, the, the jerk plays are so cool, so we think that we see more of them than we actually do. Yeah. And I'll say this, and, and look, I'm not trying to shrug off your, your observation here. The game is really different than when those two guys were coaching in their heights right. at Florida, too. So I think that has something okay. to do with it as well. Okay, I understand. Yep. Thanks for your answer, and go Gators. Appreciate you, Troy. Thank you for your call. Uh, let us get to another email here, BB, our Saints guy. Uh, Amazing Saints just one game out of first in FC South. Well, everybody's one game out of first in FC South. I'm one game out of first. Exactly. In the FC South. Uh, thoughts on where they go from here? I couldn't believe they shut the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders must be—they didn't just didn't show up. Yeah, there, there's there's some heat going out there in, in Vegas right now. Um, yeah, I haven't. I mean, I, I can't. I, I'm at this point right now. I'm casually watching the Saints. I'm enjoying them when I get to catch them. I'm not involved in covering them or even reading about them on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, I just know that Camara figured it out and had a huge day against Vegas. And um, maybe Dalton is the guy the rest of the way. Hard to say. Uh, John, I was going to ask you this, but mm-hmm. he saved me the time. He says, since you've seen Georgia and Tennessee, uh, does he have an opinion on who's better or who might win the game? Yeah, that's an interesting take on that. Um, oof, I wouldn't dare stick my wallet out too far from my body on this one. <laughs> uh, I, I, t- Tennessee's playing with a tremendous confidence and momentum right now. Georgia has this swagger to them that we've done this and we know how to do it. Um, yeah, this is a wild game. Two different... And, and I, I think the tempo of Tennessee might give them an edge right now uh, against that Georgia defense. It's, pro- it's probably the kiss of death because I, I think Tennessee is going to win the game. I've said that all week. I don't know that Georgia is as good defensively as they were after losing you know, well, all those draft choices. No, but the numbers, though, tell you they're still better than most everybody else. Yes. Yeah. But Tennessee's also really good on the other side of the ball. Who stopped them? So I don't know that Georgia stops them. I think the key of the game, Sean, is tennis, can Tennessee defensively do anything? This might be a 45-40 kind of game, no? Hmm. Well, just because of the sheer number of plays that will be, I mean, just look at just look at Florida's numbers from that game. Yeah, anybody that Tennessee plays, 
you know, highest snap count of the year, highest yardage. Yeah. Well, it's because you're cramming a third more plays in the game because of the way that Tennessee runs their offense. Yeah. Um, um, and then Alabama, LSU. Oh, I, I still like Alabama in this one. I do, too. Yeah, I do, too. I do. And that's, again, I kind of hinted at that when I said that I was a little surprised that LSU was 10 in yeah. the playoff rankings. But give Kelly credit. He's done a very credible job. The guy can coach. I keep telling LSU people this. Stop it. Stop it. I'm done listening to your bull. <laughs> that, that dude can coach. And, by the way, your quarterback has figured it out. Just look at his recent body of work. I'm a trend guy. Just look at what he did uh, you know, in the last couple of games. Starkly different than earlier in the season. He's figured something out. He's more dangerous. Uh, you're going to have a fun week. Got a little football, a little football, basketball. A little basketball. I like the Gators this weekend. Yep, I like okay. them running the ball and scoring that way. Okay, thank yep. you, Sean. Appreciate you. Hour 2 coming up. Stay with us. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, W. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Thinking of having turkey for the holidays? Make sure to buy one that was humanely and ethically raised. One of the best options is to buy a turkey direct from a local farm. If that's not an option, look for turkeys that are labeled either USDA organic or certified humane. Be wary of terms like natural, cage-free, and no hormones, as these terms aren't regulated. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Got a question for you. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees or your back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Greg Cassidy. It is time to call QC Kinetics. You see, QC Kinetics use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair your damaged joint tissue. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated. So if you are sick and tired of steroid shots that don't work, or you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now and schedule your free consultation. Appointments are now available for this coming week at QC Kinetics. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. Call now, 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. Did you get that? QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details.
1971, we established the Meldon Law Firm, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice our clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. Direct auto insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings of up to 25%, you too can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a quote today at directauto.com. Savings based on applied discounts and will vary. Terms apply. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Tres Leches pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Thursday. David Cherba, our producer today, we thank you for making us part of your day. I know uh, you have a lot of things to do. I always appreciate it when you take time to listen to Sports Scene. Uh, I'll get to John very quickly. Then we're going to get to a guest here. John, hello. Yes, Steve, I'll make it quick since you got your guest coming on. Uh, I I appreciate uh, you bringing Sean on. Sean, uh, what I I, uh, respect and admire him, he he does his homework, you know, whether it's football or basketball, kind of like what Nick does, so I think we're in good hands. He does his homework Um, very well, yes. Yes, he um As far as basketball, I mean, I've heard, I already know about Calcetin. I know very little about Lofton. I've, I've read a little bit of him on, look, on Google and stuff like that. But what does he bring to the table as a, as a point guard? I mean, no, I mean, know what point guards do, but uh, is he good at shooting threes, distributing the ball? What, what's, what's he do well? Oh, the thing he does well is it's going to sound kind of stupid here when I say this, but he's played a lot. He's right. seen a lot, right? So I think as a point, now we'll see, because, I mean, he hasn't played here and with this group, but, you know, point guard, I think people think the point guard just is the, is the floor general. And that's, you know, basically true. But, you know, what does he do to get his team involved? How good a ball handler is he? Can, does he some nights he maybe have to shoot? You know, how good right. is he at that? So I think what he brings is certainly experience because he's done it a lot now. Can he do it in this league you know, on a night-to-night basis, that's what we're going to find out. I'm going to look forward to how many nights I'm going to go to that game. Hey, thanks, Steve. You have a good day. Okay, John. Thank you. Uh, Tommy says, uh, the status of competitiveness for Florida women's basketball. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, hmm. Competitiveness. Well, I mean, they were competitive last year. Right, but they don't have the same team. So, you know, they're again, it, for whatever it's worth, they're picked to finish seventh in the SEC, where the Gator men are picked to finish seventh. So, I guess, you know, they're going to start playing here Monday. And there's some new faces there, and they went to the transfer portal. And I would also, uh, Remind you, Tommy, to listen tomorrow 
because Kelly Ray Finley will be here to talk about her team. So that's kind of good. Um, all right, let's get some calls. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. We were hoping to get Brent here, but we can't quite get hold of him yet. So hopefully um, we'll get to him and talk to him about Texas A&M. How about the World Series last night? Combined no-hitter. That's unbelievable. In this day and age of, you know, hitting and all that, it's just amazing where or how that happened. By the way, we mentioned about Kansas uh, yesterday, Bill Self. Well, Louisville had its uh, basketball issues. They are, their men's team placed on two years probation but spared the school and former coaches Rick Patino and Chris Mack major penalties. Remember, this was, again, part of that uh, federal investigation of corruption in college basketball. This was uh, adjudicated by the Independent Resolution Panel. They avoided a postseason ban, uh, so they did get a two-week ban on unofficial visits, a public reprimand and censure, but that's it. So really, that's not too bad. Uh, uh-oh. All right, try, yeah, we'll try them again. Um, I'm doing this live, ladies and gentlemen, so... Uh, We can get Brent here. He's been on with us before. So hopefully we'll get him. But I'll wait. Okay, I think he just texted me back. So hope you have the right phone number too. We can check that. So, all right, come here. And David, we'll do it this way. And I'll take a couple of emails while we're doing it. Sometimes the numbers get confused, so that's the number. And Paul emails. He says, Steve, uh, your pulse on the Gators this weekend and, uh, and as to how they might do. I think where the odds makers have this game, uh, you know, three, three and a half, is about right. I think this is basically a pick em game. And I think the three points comes from Florida, I'm sorry, from Texas A&M being the home team. That's about the advantage that you get. By the way, the Gator depth chart released for this week. Who's going to replace uh, Brenton Cox? Well, Gervon Dexter has been moved to defensive end. Princely will play one defensive end. Dexter will, and Desmond Watson gets the start at nose. All right, we got Brent here. That's good. Let's bring him in. Covers the, a Texas A&M Aggies for the Houston Chronicle. How are you, Brent? Good. To, uh, thanks for doing this. You bet, Steve. You, you got about half of me. I'm. I'm. I'm got. Uh, maybe it's whatever the Aggies have had because I'm. 
I, I've lost my voice and got Uh-oh. a cold and everything, but I'm going to do my best to hang in there. <laughs> okay, well, I, I appreciate you doing this, uh, you know, working, working yeah, you sick, bet. so to speak, so thank you. Um, you have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly this year there, as we have seen here at Florida. Uh, the freshman quarterback last week played better. Now, Ole Miss isn't great defensively, but just where do you see this football team and program, Brent, right now? Yeah, there was a little bit of glimmer of hope for the Aggies, really for the, really for the first time. I mean, I guess you could say pushing, uh, you know, going down to one play at Alabama was big for them. But they always, as we've seen, the Aggies seem to give Alabama fits anyway, no matter their circumstance. And so when the five-star freshman Connor Wigman finally came in and got a start, because Jimbo Fisher had turned to Haynes King, veteran. Then he turned to, when he was ineffective, he turned to Max Johnson, another veteran, a guy who actually had SEC experience with LSU last year, kind of with the idea that, as he explained to us later, talking about Jimbo, that he didn't want to throw, you can really ruin a guy, is, is the way he said it, by putting him out there too early, especially in a complex offense like Jimbo's. Now, those are my words, not his. So he finally got a start. He performed better than any quarterback has at A&M so far this year, and actually probably in a couple of years. So that's where the glimmer of hope comes from from the Aggies because they they really are young and then you can open up the whole you know questions about okay why are they so young in Jimbo's fifth year but the fact is they are but yes he look he he had an exceptional game I say exceptional again Ole Miss not great on defense he certainly had his his issues you could tell he's a little nervous he got tripped up a couple of times late and in the end the Rebels pulled it out but that's where their their hope comes from and. Steve, they had actually been pretty decent on defense throughout the season. And then Ole Miss goes and goes for 390 yards on the ground. So suddenly now you're saying that the big questions are on the other side of the ball where D.J. Durkin, name you all are familiar with, D.J. Durkin is running the show on that side of the ball. Wow. Um, I can't – I mean, look, here some of the fan base has questioned Billy Napier in year one of a rebuilding program – What's the fan base like with with Fisher? I mean, is, if, if he were to just tank here, if they're to lose, would there be any way his job would be in jeopardy? No, I don't think so. You're you're looking at he, he's owed about eighty five million around in there, give or take a few million. I think when you get that high a number, it doesn't really matter the exact number. I, I, there's no way, as someone pointed out. Texas and Oklahoma would owe the Big 12 less individually, something like $75 million to leave early, than <laughs> wow. what the Aggies would owe Jimbo Fisher. And here's the other part of it. You know, I've, been, I've been covering this program for about a quarter century, so I, can, I have kind of that point of reference. Two years ago, and I know it was the COVID season, so it was a little bit weird, but Jimbo led them to a number four finish. That was Texas A&M's highest finish. And this is hard to believe, considering the 100,000 that Pat Kyle filled, no matter the opponent, and and, you know, obviously paying out for a lot for coaches and in the, in the deep pockets. That number four finish two years ago was their highest since winning the national title in 1939, so pre-World War II. So that also gives Aggies hope to say, okay, they've done it under Jim Barr. They've gotten right there on the cusp. You know, they were, they were kind of a controversial decision away from making the college football playoff two years ago. So they know it can be done. What I anticipate is going to happen is, is there are going to be some wholesale changes on offense, and maybe Jimbo does become more that 
CEO type type guy because he is a good recruiter. He's got a lot of energy. He's driven to win a title here, but it's all too much for him. Those are my impressions with him trying to do the play calling and run the show when there's more to do for a head coach than ever. So, yeah, in terms of it, let's say they lose out. and I, Well, they've got UMass at home. So let's say they lose three or the four, last four. I still don't think – I still think he's safe based on that. And Jimbo, everything I know about him, Steve, you know, and everything, and you – they're not going to get him on anything that's nefarious or say, okay, here's here's where he's messed up and, and we can rule this contract. Boy, that's not going to happen. So I do think he's going to be given the opportunity to kind of get things right on offense, although, again, now there's big questions on defense as well. Uh, with the defense, you, you said, and, and you're, it's right, they, they've been pretty good all year. Is this just a matter of, you know, a pretty darn good Ole Miss offense, which is, you know, put up points on most everybody, or do you think there's concerns now because of the nearly 400 yards on the ground? Yeah, I think it's a combination of Ole Miss being really good on, on the ground and also these guys on the a defense, if you were going to point to one area where they've really, really recruited well, uh, I think something like four or five of those eight five stars last year out of the class of 22 were on the defensive line or in the front seven. So it's pretty remarkable, but they are true freshmen. So you say, man, you can see it occasionally. You can see that talent coming through with some of these guys, but they're just learning the college game. So I think it's more along those lines. And when you run into an experienced attack like in, in Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin knew exactly how to exploit it, I think it was more along those lines than saying, okay, they have some – Big time, long, long term concerns. I think it was more the case that these guys, even if they are five stars, as Lane Kiffin pointed out over and over, yeah. that uh, you know they they still have a lot to learn as true freshmen. You know, from when I first started covering the beat in mid nineties, they did a good job of recruiting at A and M. Then it were competitive. Those guys would redshirt. You know, it was a, just a different era, a different time, as as, as you know. Those guys would redshirt, and then they would work their way into the lineup. Now you're throwing two freshmen out there, and so there is a, there is a lot to learn, especially in playing in the SEC schedule. Final question for you: um, Much has been made here of you know the Gators finishing strong, you know getting to a bowl game, etc. I'm anxious to see how motivated this Gator team is. Well, similarly for Texas A&M, uh, you've been around the program. How motivated do you think this group will be to finish strong? I think they are, especially with that kind of glimmer of hope they got from the, the freshman quarterback. But I'll say this, as, as you remember last year, it really surprised me when A&M was bowl eligible, but uh, essentially they had hurt quarterbacks, transferring quarterbacks, and so forth, and then backed out of playing in the Gator Bowl. So that I would sit here and tell you that, oh, they're really motivated to make a bowl, but they're going to have to show me that at this point, considering last year they made a bowl and then backed out of it. Now, they said it was COVID-related, but when you test the entire team in that situation, you could have done like LSU. You could have trotted some guys out there and played the bowl. They chose not to. I would think they are, and I would think the motivation also stems from seeing, okay, where can Connor Wegman take this team on offense as the defense continues to improve and those guys get more experience. But, yeah, that would be, that would be huge, I would think, if Jimbo – did not win, you know, I guess he's got to win three of the last four just to be bowl eligible at three and five, uh, that he did not make a bowl in his fifth year. On the flip side, I do think wholesale changes are coming on offense, and which has been their biggest issue this year overall. Okay. Where can people see your work, Brent? 
Uh, best place is at Brent Zorneman on Twitter, and that's just you know covering Texas A&M. I'll, although I'll stay Steve right now. I've been helping out on the Astros, and in this area right now, that's been a really pleasant reprieve for even A and M fans in this region to say, ah, "At least the Astros are, are in the World Series." So that's been kind of a, a kind of a funny part of it too, of saying no, the Aggies are struggling, but uh, the Astros are in the World Series. But at Brent Zorneman on Twitter, and you'll get a dose of Aggies and Astros coverage right now. Terrific. Feel better, my friend. Thanks for doing it. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You got it, Brent. Thank you. 118 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jolie Katzen. The Astros stay in Philadelphia for Game 5 of the World Series tonight. After defeating the Phillies 5-0 last night, the Astros were able to tie the series 2-2. Coverage of the game will be right here starting at 7. The Tampa Bay Lightning face the Carolina Hurricanes tonight at home. The Bolts are 6-4, while the Hurricanes are 6-2-1. In the NBA, the Orlando Magic hosts the Golden State Warriors at 7. The Magic look for their second win of the season. Moving to Gator Sports, the volleyball team hosts Missouri tomorrow night. The Gators are 18-4 overall and 10-2 in conference play. They look to extend their three-game winning streak against the Tigers. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Friends, have been telling you for a while now about a terrific local charity. That's the Road Eaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. And Gator Nation and everyone else has really stepped up to help out. And they thank you for that. Road Eaver Boys Ranch houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and they're sustained by your donated vehicles. And remember, it doesn't have to be just a car, truck, uh, and motorcycle, whatever it is, they'll take these uh, donated vehicles, repair them, and resell them, and that's where these kids learn real-life skills. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Eaver Boys Ranch. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping a really great cause. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of, of being here. And that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Kim Mowry. And if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. This report is sponsored by the We Can Do This COVID-19 Public Education Campaign. Now that fall is here, people will be spending more time indoors, yet many Americans are not up to date on their protection from COVID-19. Here's Dr. Kenneth Alexander, Chief of Infectious Diseases at Nemours Children's Health, Florida. 
The updated COVID vaccines provide protection against the Omicron variants and are available to people six years of age and older. These vaccines are important because they don't only protect the person who's vaccinated, but protect vulnerable people in our community. Unvaccinated people are at a higher risk from currently circulating variants. They have a higher chance of getting severely ill and even dying. Because COVID and long COVID are so unpredictable, anyone who gets COVID, no matter their age or health status, can have serious long-lasting health effects, even if they've had a very mild case. Long-term impact of the vaccine is highly unlikely. For questions about COVID vaccines, talk to your healthcare professional and visit vaccines.gov. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. There's so much to love about our community. The small town values, the familiar faces, and somewhere near the top of the list, high school football. That's why Radiant Credit Union is here to celebrate all this community has to offer, both on and off the field. While others may come and go, Radiant Credit Union is here for you, here for the community, and here for good. Proudly serving our members for over 65 years, stop by any of our nearby locations or visit RadiantCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. The cooler weather couldn't have come at a better time because now's the time for the Polaris of Gainesville Inventory Clearance Sale, where you can save hundreds, even thousands, on tracker boats and Polaris off-road vehicles. Enjoy the great outdoors with family and friends in the cool fall air. It's hunting season. So save on the off-road vehicle you need. And for bass fishermen, the fall spawn is happening right now. And those bass just love being hooked by tracker brand boaters. At Polaris of Gainesville, the 2023s are here and the 2022s must go now. Take advantage of interest rates as low as 4.99% and rebates up to $6,000. Enjoy free extended factory warranties on select Polaris models and payments under $99 per month on youth models. Now's the time. Polaris of Gainesville is the place for the end-of-season inventory clearance sale. U.S. 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at PolarisofGainesville.com. Rebates and incentives on specific models. See Polaris of Gainesville for details. Interest and rates determined by lender with approved credit. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sad news in the sports world today. Pro Football Hall of Fame punter Ray Guy dies at the age of 72, played 14 seasons with the Raiders, and was a multiple Super Bowl winner. Todd says, most of this year we see articles suggest running the football to keep AM's offense off the field, crowd out of the game. I agree, since it's the strength of the offense, but at times we seem flat in the run game. Uh, do we need to see more design uh, runs on the perimeter and restrict, restricting the amount of RPOs up the middle. Let's give the offense, I think it means the defense, something to think about by having AR run uh, three to five times a quarter, even if he only gets three to five yards and slides. More perimeter runs and design AR runs will have the linebackers and safeties account for these. It could open the passing shots downfield. Uh, look. I think for the Gator offense to be 
semi-successful, Richardson has got to be either a de facto runner or at least a running threat. His longest run the other day against Georgia was 14 yards. So there's a, but it, it's the style which is different. The quarterback power which Mullen used seemed to be more effective for the quarterbacks running the ball than what they're doing now. Adam, hello. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call, man. Um, I'm just kind of picking up your show. I've been a little busy this morning. Um, I wanted to ask you a question uh, about, uh, you know, the the big uh, TV contracts that are coming into play now, um, right, with the SEC from ESPN. Does it ever concern you, or can you tell me why exactly that we're we're still relying on uh, de facto officials to actually officiate a game? Why is that? Why why are we? Why is it like a vacation for officials to come and you know officiate a game that's very important? I don't. I mean, I don't understand the question. Officials don't. This is not a career for them. Oh, okay, okay. I see where you're going now. It's not a career for them, so it's like a de facto thing for them to be able to do this. I guess when they're slow or what have you. And these games are very important, be it for Florida or LSU or it doesn't matter who it is. But in the SEC, you know, with these TV contracts, teams are getting eighty-six million dollars a piece. You know, for these TV contracts, how come we can't employ officials like on a regular basis where they can actually be held accountable like everybody else? They are held accountable. They are, they're held accountable. I've said this many times. If you are an official and you are working for the SEC, I don't care if your other job is dog catcher, milkman, shoe salesman, okay? You're working for the SEC and you are graded as an official. You are held accountable, and officials have lost their jobs because they didn't grade highly enough. That's a fact. Okay, do you think they're doing an overall, like, give, give a grade, A, B, C, or D, to the officiating crews that, that handle collegiate football? I can't do that because, obviously, I don't watch every game. Uh, I think they do a pretty darn good job, especially with the scrutiny now and the rule changes. And that's one thing I think fans don't understand, that, you know, when, when you have all these rules that are changed and then you have all these replay mechanisms, well, we, we then are sometimes can see where an official didn't have the call right, which is what the replay is supposed to be for in the first place, right? Still, right. I think they get the vast majority of the calls right, and I know I'm correct in this because I've been doing this for a long time, and it doesn't matter if it's Florida's fan base or Alabama's fan base. It's only bad officiating for your team. They blew a call. They didn't see that holding. But for the other team, oh, that's always right. That's just how it's fandom. It's how it is. Yeah, I mean, that that's an overall uh, stereotypical statement, Steve, uh, as, as far as I'm concerned. I, I've I, never I, had a person I, call here and say, wow, that officiating crew did a really bad job uh, in, in the game. It was always a bad officiating job because they robbed Florida. 
Sure. And it, but in it, it, not, but, but in essence, when you say about the rule changes, that's kind of substantiating what I'm saying. I think that this should be, you know, a full-time job where we actually have a professional officiating crew that gets paid and they have benefits and the whole nine yards and, and, you know, maybe pick up baseball games as well to make it a full season. That's just my opinion. Sure. I would prefer that no matter whether it's Florida, whoever else is on the field to have a legitimate game where this is your career. You're not a dog catcher. You're not a dentist. You're not a doctor. This is your job. That's just my opinion. I was hoping that, you know, you could help substantiate that. Thanks, Steve. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it because again, I mean, look, I've heard the argument before. Do I understand it? Yes. But they are held accountable. I don't want people to think they just waltz in there from, uh, you know, being a mailman and they just, you know, go and just officiate the game and go home and put their feet up. They are held accountable. And remember, they're not doing this for free. They're getting paid, right? So they must think it's an important thing for them to help, you know, be paid. So I'm telling you, because I know a lot of officials, they are held accountable and they lose jobs if they don't grade out properly. 131, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Recently, I picked up my grandson's backpack and was shocked at how heavy it was. Do you know the average student backpack weighs anywhere between 12 and 20 pounds? That's a big bag to lug around. Now, you may not carry a backpack anymore, but I bet you know what it's like to feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. What burdens are you carrying today? Are they relational, financial, stress from your job, difficult health situation? The Bible tells us to cast your cares upon the Lord because He cares for you. Now, the burdens will not magically go away, but they will seem lighter and easier to handle. You can find peace even in the middle of life struggles. Give Jesus a try. He loves you, and He will help you carry your burdens. What have you got to lose except a backpack full of trouble? This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. International Diamond Center's most anticipated sale of the year is this weekend, Friday through Sunday. Our biggest and final store-wide event. Get the guaranteed IDC value price, plus 36 months, zero interest financing. That $2,000 Diamond Eternity Band is just $56 a month. Getting engaged, upgrading your diamond, looking for that perfect gift? You can't miss this. Best prices on all rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, fashion jewelry, even GIA certified diamonds, plus zero interest financing. This Friday through Sunday only. And only at IDC at Celebration Point. On approved credit. The Bash is back at Depot Park. November 5th and 6th. A free music festival celebrating blues, Americana, and soul heritage. Featuring the legendary May the Staples. Drive-by truckers. Tributes to Tom Petty, Bo Diddley, and more than 20 other regional and local bands. Enjoy the best local food, art, and craft vendors. A beer gun. And a kid's area. Reserve your free ticket at thebashgnv.com. And to receive special perks. Access and to support local charities. Upgrade your experience with a VIP package. For tickets to the Bash Music Festival. November 5th and 6th at Depot Park. Visit thebashgnv.com. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. 
Are you curious about marijuana? Florida A&M University established the Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, also known as MARI, to educate the public about medical marijuana use as well as the detrimental health and social impacts of unlawful marijuana use on local communities. Find out more at mmeri.famu.edu. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Meldon Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A mix of clouds and sun for us today. It'll turn breezy. We'll have wind gusts up to 15 miles an hour possible, especially closer to the first coast. Temperatures starting out in the lower 80s around dinner time. Then overnight tonight, they'll cool off into the upper 50s. Tomorrow afternoon, lots of sunshine staying breezy still with highs in the low 80s. We warm up to the mid 80s over the weekend. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. It's a bunch of cowards at Michigan State who did that. Really tough guys. Here is uh, Jim Harbaugh talking about the post-game fight. Two of our players were assaulted. We saw the one video, the 10 on one. Pretty bad. How about you play? Play as hard as you did in the tunnel. Maybe you guys would have been respectable. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world the WRUF radio app. Tomorrow on the program, Andrew Monaco, the play-by-play voice of Texas A&M, will join us. Kelly Ray Finley will talk Gator women's basketball. And Charlie Cream, who does bracketology for women's basketball nationally, will talk, as Seth Greenberg did today, about women's college basketball on a national scale. Uh, D, hello. Hey, what's up, Steve? How you doing, man? Good. Hey, uh, I want to talk about uh, more more basketball, college basketball, man. I heard your conversation with uh, Coach Greenberg, and, you know, I agree with him, man. SEC is, you know, loaded just like last year. And you know, I just want to talk about one thing that uh, Coach Dykes said last year. I remember like it was yesterday. It was uh, he was doing a game between uh, Kentucky and Tennessee. I mean, Kentucky and LSU on the road. And he said, you know, this conference is, you know, seven, eight teams deep. And he said, you got to win home games because winning on the road is going to be extremely difficult. Not that it isn't any other year, but he said, especially, you know, this year in the SEC. And 
I, I couldn't agree with him more. And I think that goes to this year, too, because uh, I just think, Steve, last year uh, teams came in the O'Connell Center and it was way too comfortable. I mean, starting with Alabama, we lost to LSU at home. Um, just, you know, just I know we lost to Auburn on the road. Just too many too many teams came in here feeling comfortable that they could win in here. And I, I think that's one of the things Coach Golden uh, has got to do is we got to, you know, establish our home, make teams feel uncomfortable in here. Obviously, the players got to have a lot to do with that. But I think, you know, this Gator team has got to find a way uh, to, to, to protect home court. I agree with you. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And that sometimes takes a little time to, you know, build with talent and that sort of thing. But, yeah, I, I don't care what sport you play. You've got to protect your home turf. No, no doubt about it. Right. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my main point. And, uh, yeah, this season, this is going to be good, man. I know that the media's picked a seventh, but, um, you know, it's, I, I think with the experience, uh, the shooting, I, like I said, I think we're going to su- surprise some people. And uh, the new coach, like, is, is going to uh, invigorate us, the fan base, and the players. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But like I said, man, I'm excited about it. All right, D. Thanks for your call. Chris, welcome. Steve, right on cue with a great transition. Um, I just got done talking with uh, Todd Golden for the media pool day. Uh, and, you know, Steve, that's a great point the previous caller just made about protecting home court. You know, last year we saw Auburn, who was not a good road team last year, and they came in and, you know, and they lost to Florida for Florida to win their first you know, real game over a, a top AP2 team. Steve, I want to make this point. I think between the hiring of Todd Golden, you know, Kelly Ray's family as of last year, Billy Napier this year, and you can throw Jenny Rowland in this conversation as well uh, because of her attitude and demeanor. Steve, do you feel like the group of coaches that Florida has right now, that they're all kind of young, they're invigorated, do you feel like, do you feel like they get it, that they understand the message about making sure the players on your team are invested in as people first and then treated as players second? I think so, and, and, and I think that's, that, that dynamic, Chris, has changed over the years because of the, you know, the old school, you know, maybe, maybe Saban is still a little bit of that, you know, because he's older. But, yeah, I, I think now you – there's two ways to do this. Either the athlete adapts to the coach or the coach adapts to the athlete. And I mm-hmm. think now it is definitely the latter. You have to adapt to today's athlete. With NIL, with all that stuff being thrown in there, you, it's much harder to be sort of old school. Uh, and I, I do think now the new breed of coaches are, are ones that adapt to players. You there? Oh, we lost you, Chris. Thank you. That's Chris Pence from TV20, by the way. Uh, is this Leander? Is that correct? That's correct, Steve. Okay. Um, I'm, call- I'm calling from Lakeland, Florida. I just want to give a shout-out to the Gators cross-country teams, especially the winner of the SEC women's division, uh, Parker Valby, who placed first overall. He- she won by at least 10 seconds. So uh, I want to give give a shout-out to them and wish her best of luck and the team a best of luck at the regionals, which are coming up, and, of course, then the nationals. She has a shot. I don't think the teams will make the nationals, but 
Parker Valby definitely has a shot to be an individual. And I believe there's nine regions in the United States, and the top two individuals not on a team that makes the finals also go to the race. So best of luck. Yeah, I had uh, Caroline Bauer on yesterday, too, from cross-country. So, uh, yeah, and Parker did great, and she spoke very highly of Parker as well. Okay, thank you, Steve. Yep, thank you. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Mark says, it doesn't bother me that Napier hasn't called any trick plays. But what does bother me is that I don't see him running plays to set up the defense. For example, ran quite a few successful design quarterback power runs against Georgia in the second half, waiting for Napier to run the same play, but have AR throw off of it by faking the run and then passing. He never did. You know, Mark, it's hard for me because I don't know what the game plan is. I don't know what they came in with to start with. Uh, Can you set up a defense in in that regard? Yes, you can. Um, But I don't know. I'd have to know sort of what their game plan was to start with as to how they were going to go about setting up the defense, if that makes sense. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, Saturday, if Florida does a little more of what you're talking about. And once again, I think there's a difference between what Mullen does, the, the, the power, the quarterback power, versus I don't see that quite as much. And so if you're Richardson and you're, you know, are you play faking, then do you play fake, you know, like the, the old play fake and throw, uh, the old school way to do it. So we'll see if they do a little more of that. 143 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jolie Katzen. The Astros stay in Philadelphia for Game 5 of the World Series tonight. In Game 4, the Astros became the third team in MLB postseason history to throw a no-hitter. The series is now tied 2-2. Coverage of the game will be right here starting at 7. Moving to the NBA, the Orlando Magic hosts the Golden State Warriors tonight. The Magic have only one win this season and look for a second one against the Warriors. Tip-off is at 7. The Tampa Bay Lightning face the Carolina Hurricanes tonight at home. The Bolts are 6-4 while the Hurricanes are 6-2-1. In Gator sports, the volleyball team hosts the Missouri Tigers tomorrow night. The Gators are 18-4 overall and 10-2 in SEC play. They look to extend their three-game winning streak. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I want to tell you now about Arthrex, a global medical device company and leader in new product development and medical education in orthopedics. They're committed to delivering uncompromising quality to the healthcare pros who use their products, and ultimately the millions of patients whose lives they impact. Arthrex is experiencing unprecedented growth. And as an Arthrex employee, you have the chance to be at the forefront of the orthopedic medical device industry. They're hiring now in their manufacturing facilities that are located in Florida, California, and South Carolina. To find out how you can join the team, go to careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. 
How do you decide who to call when you're injured in an accident? Don't call a branch office of a figurehead that lives in a far-off city. Call an attorney that is local to your community, one that gives back to your community and wins cases right here in Gainesville. I'm Jack Fine with Fine Farcash and Parla Piano, and I live here in this community with you. We go to the same grocery stores as you. We attend the Gator football games with you. When we are fighting against insurance companies for our clients, it's personal. Visit FFPlaw.com for a free consultation. He's got the 1966 Heisman Trophy, the 1996 National Championship Trophy, and seven SEC trophies. Steve Spurrier was the head ball coach. Now you can call him the head beer coach. And he's sharing his newest trophy, a can of lager. His head beer coach 1966 lager is available in 16-ounce cans at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill and all Gator football games. 1966 is refreshing in all kinds of weather and tasty enough to please any beer drinker. Head beer coach 1966 lager, a legend in a can. Please drink responsibly. Becco's new line of dishwashers feature Corner Intense, the first sprayer that cleans all the way to the corners. Becco achieves this performance using 50% less water and 25% less energy than U.S. standards for dishwashers, which is why when you choose Becco, you not only get cleaner dishes, but you're making the planet cleaner too. Save energy and money with gift card rebates up to $200 on eligible models until December 31st. Visit Becco.com for more details. That's V-E-K-O.com. Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Trace Leche's pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. Hi, I'm Emmett Smith, Hall of Famer and all-time leading rusher with exciting news. Football legend Emmett Smith talking about all new regenerative treatments for joint pain from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. But did you know that you can encourage your body to actually heal itself with the help of QC Kinetics? QC Kinetics uses biologic therapies that are natural, restorative, and long-lasting. The body is an amazing thing. Trust me, I put mine through a lot. Exciting new relief is here for pain from arthritis, knee pain, lower back pain, pain in your hips and shoulders. I'm that guy. When you Google shoulder pain, my face pops up. <laughs> but you don't have to be sidelined by pain anymore. Call QC Kinetics to learn more about biologic therapies. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. There's a new natural solution that patients are raving about. QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. The World Series continues on ESPN Radio. The Astros respond and tie the Phillies up at two games each. The Astros even up the World Series and four of their pitchers no hit the Phillies. Now we head to one final game in Philadelphia. Coverage starts tonight at 7 right here on WRUF. ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online. 
WRUF.com. Our final segment begins. 392-8255. You can email srussell at WRUF.com. All right. Tomorrow, I, I might do this tomorrow, okay? Because it's, it's brought up from time to time. I had uh, a couple of emails, and they were both very nice. Uh, they were long, but they were talking about the officiating. And both of them said that they thought uh, SEC officiating was poor in football. So tomorrow, among our guests, I'll bring this topic up and get your thoughts. I'm not, I've never been in a room where I've seen officials be graded. But I do know officials that know, that have told me that if you don't grade out highly enough, officials lose their jobs. And I also believe that the vast majority of fans complain about officiating when it affects their team. Now, you can watch a you can watch an NFL game when you have no stake in the outcome and think, "Wow, that guy's not a very good official," or "This they're this officiating crew struggling because there's you don't have any cachet there, right?" But <clears throat> most of the time, when people complain, it's a call that went against your team. I, I don't I don't know how most people would disagree with that, but I'll bring that up tomorrow. Uh, all right, our last seven or eight minutes here. Uh, I have some emails to lean on. But if you want to get a quick call in, you can. Don't forget, uh, one more reminder tomorrow, Prognostication Friday, your chance to call in and, and uh, give your uh, predictions on some of the big games of the weekend. Boy, we got some good games this week, huh? Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama, LSU among them. We'll pick those tomorrow. Uh, also tomorrow, Charlie Cream who does bracketology for uh, ESPN Women's Basketball. We'll talk about the women's basketball upcoming season. Kelly Ray Finley, Florida Women's Basketball Coach, scheduled to join us tomorrow as well. The play-by-play voice of Texas A&M, Andrew Monaco, also here tomorrow. And then we start hoops. Today, hope you enjoyed uh, Seth Greenberg talking about Gator men's hoops, the voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly. Uh, Brent Zorneman, who covers the Aggies for the Houston Chronicle and Pro Football Hall of Famer Alan Fanica, all on the program today. Uh, let me read two emails here because they're so nice. Uh, one is from Bill, and he said, Steve, I've listened to your show for a long time and frankly don't always agree with you, but that's kind of why I like listening to it. I like people calling and giving their differing opinions. But one thing I have always enjoyed is your interviews. First of all, you get great guests. And second of all, the way you interview them seems to get a lot out of them and most seem to be enjoying uh, the interview process. That says a lot about how you interview. Thank you for the interviews you have. Keep them coming. I've said this many times. I enjoy that a lot. Uh, I try to learn something when I, do, when I do the interview, so thank you for that. And then uh, Frank emails, and he says, uh, Steve, I listen to your post-game show a lot, 
I'm, I'm uh, emailing from out of town, uh, but coming home from games, I listen. Uh, that sometimes can't be a fun job for you, but I love the way you handle it, and I love the fact you let callers call and vent and give their opinions whether or not they agree with yours. I'm a loyal listener of uh, the Extra Point Show. Keep up the good work. Well, once again, thank you. Uh, I enjoy doing that. Uh, let's get uh, to the phone. John is there. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. I have not listened at all today. I had a client in, so I wanted to ask you a question about uh, the Jaguars just picked up a receiver mm-hmm. who who has been suspended, right, for gambling. Okay. Um, so he won't play, hopefully, till next year. And I was thinking, do other um, Hall of Fames keep players out because they gambled, just like Pete Rose? Is it similar consequence and other, you know what I mean? Yes. I don't know if there is a hard and fast rule on that. Because, I mean, we way back in the day in the NFL – uh, Alex Karras was suspended because of gambling. Uh, he is now in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Okay. Um, but, you know, he served his penance, right? He was not banned. He was, he was uh, I mean, go back and Google it. I think it was in the 60s uh, where he was banned for a period of time, but then, you know, played again and then was a Veterans Committee uh, Hall of Famer. So you can... Uh, be suspended for it, be reinstated, and still make a Hall of Fame. But in, in, has anyone in baseball ever done it? In baseball, is that just if you gamble and are caught, you're, or is, it, is that just Pete Rose is the only one that that's happened to? I cannot think of anybody else, top of my head, uh, that's done that. Um, well, what about the shoeless Joe thing? That is that a similar? Well, they threw it. Yes, it's similar. Okay, that's yes, different. okay. Well, that, that's throwing it. I think is a lot worse. But Pete Pete Rose, the only reason. Correct me if I'm wrong. The only reason he's not in the Hall of Fame or can't be involved in baseball is because he bet on baseball. Yep. Is that right? That's yep. correct, right? Yep. I, it, that's just does that compared to other Hall of Fames? That just seems harsh. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, if 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 you're if you're betting on your team to lose, right? You that you just can't do that. Well, that's true. And the and the Jaguar guy apparently bet. He wasn't even playing, and he bet the team to win. Um, but I thought I thought Pete also bet the team to win. I didn't think he ever bet them to lose. But that's, you know, I think that's hard to prove. Um, but, um, anyways, one one I don't know how much time you have. One final thing: if you if you look at who Florida has lost to, and you look at the recruiting, the only team who we lost to with what you would call lesser talent based on recruiting would be Kentucky. All the other three have equal talent or better talent um, based on, you know, using the various recruiting sites. So I, I would say that's really the only upset of all of our losses 
because LSU has out-recruited Florida over the last four years significantly. Um, and, of course, so is Georgia, and, and um, Tennessee is on par, you know, very, very, very close. Um, but Kentucky's way below Florida in recruiting. So uh, that's I, based on what I've looked up. By the way, I look, that's right. I looked this up um, mm-hmm. as far as your betting thing. Um, was in 1963, so I was close. Pete Rozelle suspended Paul Horning and Alex Karras for the entire season for betting on mm-hmm. football games. And then uh, there was a defensive player for the Cardinals, Josh Shaw, who was also suspended um, because uh, he had a sports gambling issue um, and bet on on bet on game. So it's been done before, but again, Paul Horning and Alex Karras, they're both in the Hall of Fame. Do you think it's because Pete was a manager when he did it? Do you think that matters? Yes, I do. He's looked at as more, you should be more responsible, yep. older, more yep. mature. I don't know about older and more mature, but I think as a manager, yes, I think that's that's part of it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Steve. Okay, John. Yep, thank you for your call. And that's going to do it for our show for today. Again, tomorrow, a lot of good guests. Prognostication Friday. We hope you'll be part of it. I might even try to get Megan Borowski in here, uh, our crack UF forecaster, to see what the game weather is going to be uh, in College Station tomorrow. And don't forget, I'm, I'm Saturday. And don't forget, it is going to be a 11 o'clock in the morning kick in College Station. Thanks to David for producing today. Thank you for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow at noon. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. W251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.